Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing in the seventh parak, Parak Zion of Masech the Shvius, Mishnah Bays, and Mishnah Gimel. Yesterday we began the discussion of Bior, and we said anything that lasts, that excuse me, anything that's not going to last, it's not going to last the entire year. At some point over the year of Shemitah, it's going to decompose, it's going to rot, and therefore it's no longer going to be available for the Chayus Pesados, the animals in the fields. Consequently, it's no longer going to be allowed to be stored in one's home. It's now subject to beer, it has to be destroyed, brought out of, brought out of your house. Says the Mishnah and Mishnah Beis, so now we're going to see a fruit or vegetable or some sort of of uh, some sort of uh, min that is going to last for the entire year. And how long is the entire year? What does it mean to last in this discussion? Does it mean the entire year? Does it mean the whole eighth year? What exactly does it mean? But any of these things, so then they're not going to be subject to beer because they're going to last. Again, this is a direct contract to last week's, to last yesterday's Mishnah. And here's another cloud. Kol. It's either edible, it's for human consumption, or it's fed to animals as food. Or it's used for dye. And it lasts for the year. So certainly it has has a sanctity of Shviyas because it's food of Shviyas. And if you are to, were to exchange it for money, the money retains the sanctity of Shviyas. However, ain't no beer, ain't no beer. There is no beer, and it's not subject to the, the the money itself is not subject to beer. You don't have to destroy the money. Come the zman beer because there is no zman beer because these things will be available for the entirety of the shemitah year. So let's give some examples. If you have the luf, the wild luf, the root of it is not going to be destroyed. Although the luf itself is subject to beer, which is interesting. We're seeing that on one plant it could be split. The root of it is not. Dina, the root of mint, the arkavdin. Arkavdin is some sort of grass which grows on the root of palm trees. Vachalbitin, and the root of milky blossoms. Vahabuchuria, and the bhuria, which is some sort also, some sort of uh, uh, kind of unclear, it's some sort of um, plant as well. And you have certain categories of species used for dyeing called matter and dyer's weed. All these, again, have the Shemitah sanctity and the money. If it's if it's swapped for money, if it's sold, so that retains the sanctity of Shemitah. However, But there is no, not subject to beer, and the money received for them is not subject to beer as well. Now, the reason why we reiterated this, although we opened the mission up with it, is because we're trying to contrast with Rabbi Meir. Comes on Rabbi Meir, and he says, no, the name is Abram on Rosh Hashanah. The money, although it's not subject to beer, but actually, once Rosh Hashanah comes along, then you must destroy the money. And the reason for that is as follows. The Kassezer Meir, although this money does not have beer, it does have Kedusha Shviyas. As we said, it, the money is... Um, it has Shemitah sanctity and the money has Shemitah sanctity and the concern is that he said he's you're going to take this some money which doesn't you think doesn't have Shemitah sanctity because it's going to you're going to have it next year perhaps you're going to forget that this actually has Kedusha Shviyas and you're going to end up using it and that's going to be a problem so because of that says our mayor I'm concerned that if you treat this like regular produce because again you're going to store it so then you're going to uh, run into the issue of having the um, of having money that has the sanctity of Shviyas on it, and we don't want that to happen. You're going to forget about it. Therefore, he imposes a bior from the rabbinic bior on this money that on this money that you have to get eliminated by Rosh Hashanah. 
And the Chacham say, no, Amar Lohu, Lehen ain't beer. If the plants themselves do not have beer, Kavachom will demand. So certainly, if the plants don't have beer, so then the derivative of the plants, i.e. the money that you exchange for them, will not have beer. And essentially what they're saying is as follows. Yes, you are right, Rav Meir. There is this concern that perhaps you're going to use this money that has Kedusha Shviyas, forget about it, which again, it's much easier to forget about money that has Kedusha Shviyas than actual produce of Kedusha Shviyas, because you see produce after Shazana, you can be pretty sure it must be from the Shemitah year, but whereas when you see money, who knows when the money's from? It could be from 10 years ago, be newly minted. And therefore, the concern is true, however, it's illogical to impose beer when the actual root of it, no pun intended, has no beer. So the, if the, the derivative should not beer if the root of it has no beer, and therefore the Chacham disagree and say this money, although it is to treat it like, like Shemitah, it has Shemitah, Shemitah sanctity, but it's not subject to beer come Rosh Hashanah. Let's do some more. Uh, some more examples. Says the Mishnah, Mishnah Gimel, Klipi Rumun, the peel of a pomegranate, Vanet Shalow, and its blossom, Klipi Agozim, the husk of walnuts, Vahag, which are used as for dyes, Vahagangli, uh, and the fruit pits, which are either eaten by animals or by people, Yeshlem, Shviyas, they have Shviyas, with man Shviyas, and certainly they have the money received from Hashvita. Now, a person who takes Shemitah dies, and he dies, the, uh, he, he takes these, uh, sweet the fruit, makes dye out of it, and dies a wool or shirt for himself. You may not sell it, because you're not allowed to buy and sell Shemitah produce. Because one does not do business with produce of the Shemitah year. Once we're talking about that, so let's talk a little bit more about things we're not allowed to buy and sell. And tomorrow we'll actually elaborate a little bit more on this because it's a very crucial Mishnah in the subject, in this halacha of uh, so buying and selling forbidden uh, things that are forbidden for consumption. Lobachoros, one is not allowed to do business with a firstborn, a Bechor that is, has a blemish. And the concern there is going to be because... Uh, just because the animal is blemished, you, you no longer you do not no, you no longer need to give it to the Kohen. One still has, still has certain restrictions. Among them are one's not allowed to shear them, one's not allowed to work them. And if you start buying and selling them if, as a business, the concern is that you have it sticking around. People are going to forget. Oh, this is Bihar, and they may end up become, being over the prohibition of shearing them or working them. Follow with Truma, not with Truma as well. Again, you keep this, you do start doing business with them, so it seems like the concern is going to be that might end up being eaten by a non-Kohen. So here the concern is a little different. It's the, you know, the, you know, part of this might be a time de Kra. The part of it might be the concern you start buying and selling the veils and trefos and shkots and remoshim. These are animals that aren't shechted properly or or aren't able to be shechted because they're going to die within the year. Shkots and remoshim, you have these uh, creepy crawly creatures. So the concern there, can, there, there are a number of concerns, but one of them may be that you may be able to come to eat them. Again, this actually, this idea of Machal Sasura of Schor, but Machal Sasura is according to most we've shown him, borrowing the Truma Sadeshin, might actually be Daraisa. Additionally, one is not allowed to buy and sell, or one is not allowed to sell Peyrus Shvigas. However, one who picks them, from the who harvests them, they are um, they technically are allowed to sell them, but we have a concern that you start, you know, you end up, you end up buying and selling them, so then it's going to be. I'm sorry about that. Something got, just, got, just got cut there. Let's start over again. So the halach is one is not allowed to buy and sell perushvias for business. The pasuk tells us that you have to eat them, eat them, and not do business with them. However, one is allowed to sell them if it's not not for a profit, but rather to facilitate them being eaten. As you can sell them in order so that other people can eat them in order to distribute them further. Therefore, there's a concern. A person who harvests them in order to sell them so that they can be eaten, 
maybe he's going to end up mistakenly, it looks like business, or he's going to mistakenly end up or on a living intentionally actually selling them for a profit. Therefore, there's a rabbinic prohibition, even for the farmer himself, to sell them. However, someone he can he can pick them, give them to someone else, and they can sell them. Therefore, he can pick them, he can harvest them, and his son can sell them in his stead. If someone took Shemitah for himself in order to, uh, in a permitted way, and then there was some left over, and then he can go and sell the, sell the rest of it because he never intended to buy, to pick it, harvest it for business reasons. He happened to pick for himself, and then he realized, oh, wait, I picked too many. So then he can go and open a little stand outside his house and sell them. Everyone should have a wonderful day.